Hello everyone and welcome to the UFC podcast, the ultimate fictional character Well, me, Masvedo, and Christian Humes try to find out who is the ultimate fictional character. I'm really excited to be back here, Matt. This is our first episode we're recording since we released the show. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. It's like, very crazy. We were just marathoning all of those to get oh, yeah. that launch week going, oh, yeah. and it's really nice that we're you know we're in our groove now. Our weekly releases, you know, we're doing this. We uh, everyone's listening. We love hearing your feedback. Oh, Thank gosh, you yes. so much for all the the reviews yep. and for tweeting at us on Facebook or on uh, Twitter. And just thank you so much, guys. Your feedback means the world to us. Yeah, if you haven't written a review yet on iTunes. Please go do that. It means a lot to write a review, especially. It really helps us out. And if you want to provide feedback, what you thought about the matchups, if you, there's things that you think we could improve. Uh, mm-hmm. If you think we got something wrong, you could either go to our Twitter at UFCPod or email UFCPod at Zeitheist.com. That's also on our Twitter, so you can check that out to get to us. And we'll soon be launching the Patreon around this time, yeah. uh, which we're going to have a lot of ways for you to get involved and even submit characters for the bucket and everything else. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting, man. Look at us doing it. It's Heck amazing, yeah. and I love doing this show. I have to tell you, it's so much fun. So, yeah. oh, I love doing the show too, man. It's a lot of fun, you know. And we're not perfect, but we're always perfect. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. at the end, the, the outcome is going to be correct. Yeah, exactly. So we are very, know. very good at dissecting these characters. Absolutely. And speaking of dissecting these characters, we have a very good matchup for you all today. I couldn't believe it when we pulled. We have four. These four characters today are pretty iconic and pretty. It's intense. It's, it's almost intense a championship matchup. match it for feels some like of these a championship characters. Match yeah. For sure. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into our first match. We have the amazing, the talented, the quirky Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus versus the cunning, the uh, evil, not so evil, and the sexy Zachary Quinto Siler from Heroes. Yeah, evil is a hard word. It's really it's not evil. He's like. He's not a He's, good guy. Yes. <laughs> not the best guy. Not the best Definitely guy. Definitely not the best guy Siler is. Yeah. Uh, both love what, Matt? Uh, both love... Brains. Brains. Both love both brains. Both love brains. Both yes. characters love brains. Uh, as Matt was very excited to point out in the last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird to find the strange cross-similarities between two characters that are at least a decade apart in their creation yeah. and really for very different audiences. Yeah. You know... Man, this is this is a tough one already. But if if we were to go ahead and immediately just throw them head to head, like Miss Frizzle has magic powers. Yes, she does. She, she well, she has a magic school bus. Yes, but she also has like doesn't she have like magic powers? Like she's she uses it, and I think it's kind of like Thor Thory, where yeah. it's like yeah. where I come from, magic and science are one and the same. You know, is um, she human? Because she also has an iguana that is has clearly a level of consciousness and sentience that is above standard iguana yeah right yeah so maybe there's something maybe she's like a former guardian to the galaxy like team member or something and now she's here on earth and she's just trying to god i love that narrative the you know the lesser beings yeah you just gotta gotta teach them you know and you know and i I say if miss frizzle was in the world of heroes siler would be all over that brain would be like would want that immediately you know or would he just take the bus the bus's brain oh my god the bus would be a good way to get around. It would be. Yeah. Yeah, because he could transform and yeah. like you know become a submarine or a or a miniature like bloodstream vessel. You know. Yeah, I'd say the classic move for Miss Frizzle is Fantastic Voyage. It's just let's go inside the body. There's a problem. Let's diagnose it. Let's get down to the problems level and go one on one. Figure out 
what it is. Yeah. And something that I, I think is a really good point for Miss Frizzle is that she's always keeping her cool under high pressure situations. Oh, yeah. She's always very calm, yeah. very, con- you know, con- like very controlled. in control. Yeah. Very in control. Miss Frizzle. Yeah. And she encourages people, you know, like she, like one of her quotes she says is like, take chances, make mistakes and get messy. You know? And I think that's a great lesson for, for everyone. For everyone. Yeah. yeah. Miss Frizzle is now culturally very relevant because, you know, one could have argued if we had done this a year ago. Yeah. Not as big of a deal. You know, she she had her time, came and passed. You could all say the same for Siler. Heroes is, is done. But Miss Frizzle has a comeback. Netflix has a new magic school bus series, if you're unaware. So I did not it is know that. it's great. They're teaching a whole new young generation of kids. Wow. All about the human body, about endothermic exothermic reactions about everything there is that you need to know that's awesome yeah Now, siler on the other hand he wants to gain knowledge as well he does because siler's power was always uh curious yeah at the beginning no one knew what it was he we just saw him slicing, slicing heads over open, heads open yeah, with his finger using brains and stuff and then we we eventually learned siler's ability is that he can it, it's not actually taking the abilities of other people, but he can essentially learn them if he figures out how they work, which uh, he was formerly a like watch repairman. Yeah. So he was like very good at like learning how things worked. And uh, he would use the brain of someone with an ability to figure out how their power worked. And then he would essentially, it's almost like he has a way to genetically reposition the molecules in his own body so that he could then use those same powers and abilities himself. There, he gets to the point where he actually doesn't need to kill people to take their powers. Yeah. Which is a bonus for Siler's point. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what happens later in the Heroes franchise, he loses his memory and is turned into Nathan Petrelli, Peter's brother, because he has the ability to change shape at this point. Mm-hmm. And his memory is wiped and changed, so he actually thinks he is Nathan Petrelli, so everyone thinks Nathan Petrelli is still alive. What the heck? Is that season three? It, it might be season three. Because I don't remember. I only watched the first two seasons. It's That's either crazy. three or four. Uh, and then you find out maybe he's like actually the kid of like one of the Petrellis, but you actually find out that's not also true. There's all this weird stuff going on. And then finally, by the end of it, his power has been sort of uh, weakened a little bit. They kind of handicap him. They do the same thing to Peter because they realize they made these two people that are super powerful. Yeah, way too strong. Yeah. <laughs> the power creep just gets out of control. Uh, and they just completely wipe his memories. Now he doesn't know who he is anymore. So he's sort of just like this like guy who's just getting pushed around and getting abused. But although he ends up saving the day in the end, uh, he never totally redeems himself because he was a murderous psychopath. Yeah. But he was one of the best. He was one of the best. Murderous psychopaths. Yeah. What was, would you say is like, what was his like, do you think he, he became better through this journey? You think he... Uh... No, I, 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 there are moments where that's true. But yeah. I always felt like if they had just defeated him in the first season and it ended with it would have made his arc that much better. I almost felt like the continuation of him was simply a problem that you see in a lot of media where they don't know what to do when you have such a Oh, for he sure. He was the favorite character of the show. I and mean the, the first season like, was a great miniseries, I it was thought. You so know what I mean? Good. Like if it he didn't so get escape, like I, I I thought he could have gone with Peter, you know? I thought that would have been really cool, but Yeah. They they screwed up, I think, by keeping him alive. And then there are moments where it seems like they did a great job. And then there's it's very very back and forth. Now, how should we compare these two? Well, they're they're similar but so different. Yeah, they're both brainy. Uh, <laughs> they're both brain. They're both they're both brains. Uh, <laughs> but they're both you know 
it's just it's hard to compare i think we have to well he wants to learn she is she, teaching he's he's stealing knowledge she is giving she's the giving gift knowledge. of knowledge yeah, yeah. It's like an all might and like one or one for all, all for one. Oh, situation. it very much is. Yeah, he, that's what it reminds me. Oh my me gosh, of. he basically is like one all for all one. for one. Yeah. yeah, he basically is all for one. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Sorry if you don't watch My Hero Academia, but he is essentially another villain. Yeah, and <laughs> he, he's a great villain. You yeah, he's that. a great villain. Yeah. Man, this is tough. Uh, okay, so if we take away Miss Frizzle's magic school bus. Yeah, let's talk about the characters beside their powers, right? Yeah, yeah. So Miss Frizzle, she still has the brains. She's still super cool. Very kind. Situation. Kind. Very kind. uh, Sees, like, opportunities to teach people. Like, every opportunity is, like, you know, is is a way to teach. She's always looking for a way to teach people. Being a teacher is such an underappreciated job. Yeah. It is a thankless job at times. Yeah. And she does it with a smile on her face, and she only cares about making these children happy and smarter. She wants them to ask questions yeah. and learn and get messy. Yep. Also, like, it, she teaches them. She tricks them. You know what I mean? She's, she makes it fun. She makes it exciting. But they Because learning they know, is, is fun. fun. Learning and is fun. Exactly. That's what that's what Miss Frizzle does. She takes something that is usually could be a bore and made it super cool and hip. And what does Siler do? Siler is selfish. Yeah. Like, he spends a lot of his time being entitled, saying that, like, these powers are his, he's supposed to be special, that he was mistreated as a child, that he was... Siler's an incel. Whoa. Siler's an incel. Like, Siler doesn't have any real relationships on the series. No. He is always complaining about his upbringing. He's always acting like the world is against him. Oh, yeah. He's totally, like, one of these, like, Reddit losers. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Not like, not the good Reddit uh, people, like, but when's yeah. When's Gino gonna be in Smash? Oh. Which I want Gino in Smash. I mean, who but. doesn't want Gino in Smash? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm now so if I've never stopped to think about Siler beyond his powers because that is what makes him so interesting. It's his psychopathic entitlement is actually almost uh, it, it's given a rite of passage. Like he is constantly challenging the audience to get on his side because you hate him. You're just like, no, he's, you're, he's got like, a, you're see, like the worst, but he's so good at it. Yeah. I. But to me, I kind of, he feels like a, he feels like a, like a faux Magneto. Like he's not quite Magneto because I feel like Magneto is a very clear why you would want to join him. Yeah, no, and Magneto also cared about mutant kind. He doesn't. He wants everyone's he does, he powers wants every, for exactly, himself. Yeah. yeah. So like, I don't like, he just wants to. He wants power and control. He doesn't care about anyone else. And it, like to me, that's a big flaw. That's yeah. a big flaw. Yeah. You know, I don't. I. 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 I like that. You know, and we see that a lot in, in stories and stuff like that. But to me, that's not the most interesting thing. But that might just be me, um, because it's like it's it's like yeah, he, he's just a, a guy who got bullied and now he just wants everything. I'm like, I it's I get it. But. Yeah, you know. He had a tough upbringing, and I think there's like a moment, especially when you're younger, where you can uh, people empathize with that, and they're like, "Oh, I see why he was bad." Yeah. But that's still not an excuse for making other people's lives miserable. Because they have a great backstory episode with him, where you learn about his mom, and she was really religious, and he had a very strict upbringing, and you see why he's like sort of very antisocial and like nerdy, and has no confidence, and he's very insecure. But when he finally gets his first ability, when he gets his telepathy, and uh, his mom sees his telekinetic power. She she calls him like the devil. Whoa. And she makes him feel awful. And then he kills her in that moment. Yeah. And 
a lot of people, I think, felt for him. But when you think about it, it's like, no, like just because she made his life miserable doesn't give him the right to take her life because he could just leave. Yeah, that's the other option is like to be a better man. Like he could just leave. And yes, and Frizzle are taking the time to like break it down and explain it course. to the mom. Like this is how my power works. You right. Know? Like this is there's a science to this. Yes. You know? Yeah. I think. Gosh, I didn't think about this. And, I, you know, I think it's great when they can make uh, you empathize with a villain. But he is missing that sort of... There's a there's like a disconnect for me. I don't relate to him. Yeah. I don't... Like, I, I get that. I get that's that... I felt you know, bad he was for abuse. him. I felt bad for him, but I didn't relate to him enough. Yeah. Or it wasn't, you know... And granted, you know, Miss Frizzle is basically like a super brainiac. Um, but I feel like I related to her more because... She was open to everyone. She was teaching everyone. She was teaching the kids and us in real life, you know? So even though we don't really know, and there's a mystery behind her because, I don't know, if if they gave a backstory to Miss Frizzle, that maybe they did. I don't know. I, yeah, I want to know but, what she does like in the off period. Yeah. like she, <laughs> <laughs> Right? Like, what does she do after school? I bet, I bet all the- She those, probably lives on the bus. You think she lives on the bus? I would never leave that bus. I would be so afraid. Oh yeah, it's but it's like leaving the TARDIS. You yeah. Know? yeah, it's sentient. It's very much like the TARDIS. It's oh, so man. my god. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next matchup, by the way, the Doctor is in the next matchup. So, uh, oh, oh boy, it's just interesting. Cause, oh, I, we'll get to that, but I see a lot of parallels. You know, the look, I think we're both very clearly leaning towards Miss Frizzle, but just uh, just for the heck of it. Siler really should win in a fight between them. Siler would win. I know right. Miss Frizzle has powers and stuff like that, but Siler has a ton of powers. If she can't know. bring the bus in. She, and she's Yeah, she doesn't have the buses. Yeah. You know. Now, if she could, she would get inside his brain, figure out how his powers worked, and then stop them. Which is she pretty would sick. take his powers from him. And yeah. then she, or she would just go inside his body and then make the bus go back to full size. And then... <laughs> <laughs> What a gruesome image. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Do you think, was there ever, was there like a point where when she got her magic school bus driver's license where like you have to practice like expanding and shrinking the I, bus? I, I feel like you need to Something be in, goes horribly wrong. You need some training for that just in case. Like, oh no. <laughs> They've been inside people's bodies, man. And people's noses when they're like shooting the skunk. Without uh, their consent, mind you. Yeah. Just saying. That's true. But Just saying. You know. But uh, I guess that's the point because things enter our body without consent. Yeah, kind of like Siler. Like Siler. Yeah. yeah. I, I would not want to do like any scenario we've ever thought of. None of them I would take Siler along with me. I wouldn't either. I would just he be... He would be, be fun. He'd be like that guy who just wants to come over and... like It's cool to vent and stuff to your friends, but he would be like... He would just nonstop be like, oh, my life. So I would just think he would kill me. I would just be scared the whole time. I'd be scared, too. I'd be be terrified. uh, I wouldn't want to hang out with this guy. He's kind of like the guy, like a homeless guy you see on the street. You're like, please don't talk to me. Like, (laughs) you know, I don't want to. Yeah, I wouldn't want to hang out with him. He seems insane. So I'm willing already. Are you? I'm pretty confident. You're good? Yeah, I'm pretty confident about this. All right. So Miss Frizzle is going to move on to the next round. Miss Frizzle for sure is going to move on. Sorry, Siler, but your backstory did you in. (laughs) Yeah, he's a good, he's a really interesting character. Maybe not as great as we thought. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not as great as we thought. You want to go ahead and place him in the bucket for me? All right. Siler, <laughs> goodbye. Miss Frizzle gets to move on. Uh, okay, so next up we have. This is, this is going to be. Do you know who we have? I do. We have the amazing, oh, the mysterious, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the doctor. Yeah, the doctor. The doctor. All doctor 13 who. doctors. All 13 doctors. Or all 14 if you include the war doctor. Um, That's it's true. All in, it's just the doctor. The, the 
freaking Doctor of yep. Gallifrey. Uh, so versus versus though all the iterations just James Bond of James Bond. Yeah, yeah. James Bond because they're Man. all they're all James Bond. They're just different versions of yeah. James Bond being told through time. Which it's important to delineate that because. If we specifically picked a different version of James Bond, unlike with the Green Lanterns, where it's actually different people, right? He's, he's still, still the same, same character. It's just his character being reinterpreted through the generations. And same with the Doctor. That's still the Doctor through the. It's just through the regenerations, right? You know. Yep. Whereas the Doctor's one continuous story. Yeah. And James Bond is like reboots. I don't think James Bond has a chance, man. Boy, that's tough. It's really tough. So I mean, like off the bat, what's very interesting about them is they're two of probably the most iconic. English characters. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. from from overseas, we have two of the strongest characters and possible today. Like going since the sixties, you know what I mean? Like they're yep. both extremely long yep. shows. Like or uh, you know, I mean not you know, James Bond's movies, but still like they're they've been around since like the sixties. Um it's tough, man. It yeah. is tough. It is tough. And you know, there's been a lot of talk about who will be cast as the next James Bond. I've seen some people calling for them to cast like a woman as James Bond, which I'm totally for. A Jane Bond? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Jane, that's great too. They could do Jane Bond. There's no reason they can't do it. And Doctor Who proves that because we had 12, 13, if you count the War Doctor, former doctors that were all men. And now we have Jodie Foster as the 13th Doctor. No problem. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. We're actually covering it on our other show, Watch World. We're covering the current season of it. And it's actually so far, I'd say this is one of the most consistent seasons of doctor who every episode has been good yeah and i love her as the doctor i think she does such so a great job she's so compelling and so much fun. man it is and, you know in the doctor here's something that i think the doctor has that james bond does and james bond seems a little too perfect james bond seems like you know he's the agent he is the one well well there's I, right I'm just saying, like, you could say this about Doctor Who. I don't, I disagree. Oh, interesting. I mean, the Doctor dude is so conflicted, has so many moments of weakness. The Doctor started off as a huge jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and like, was kind of sassy and stuff and kind of, you know, like, like, you know, well, actually and stuff like that. Um, And he evolved through time. He, through his, he, he. I would say it's like 90% of the time it's a success, but those times he fails, it is such a big failure and he eats it up where he even let his whole plan, he thought to believe he let his whole planet die, that he was the okay. destruction okay. of his planet. Okay. And he carried that grief. Well, I know. We found Doctor out. Who spoilers. <laughs> this is a huge Doctor Who spoiler. Doctor Who spoilers. We, this is a huge Doctor Who spoiler. Just that put in a pocket universe? It was sort of put it in a pocket, pocket universe. Pocket universe, right. Uh, which we find on the day of the Doctor. Right. Um, but he went for, you know, all the way from, you know, uh, the War Doctor through matt smith's story he is living with this grief and this like sadness and he's hiding yeah. it he's such a com- the doctor's so complex because he he needs to be keep his composure and he needs and they and uh uh i'm gonna say i guess i'll say they because it's a man and a girl now yeah like they need to and they need to like be the one in charge and they're very good yep. at it but man the moment they they fail and a few people have died on the doctor's watch oh, he boy. just like they just really it just eats him up and he lives and they live with that matt smith i think is the most complex doctor too because um uh he's not my favorite doctor but i think he's the one that has the most trouble with this he you see him being troubled yeah he, he puts out this front that he's so happy and i'm like we, we can like whatever but he, deep down he is so hurt that's that is i mean this this is where the complexities of both these characters coming because they have so many different iterations yeah you actually could say that about almost all of them david Tennant, especially during oh, his yeah. his like final episode he is just like a wreck um peter capaldi also 
almost destroys the universe because he feels so guilty about what happens to his companion. Yeah. Like there are moments for these doctors where they all feel very conflicted, but there are so many times where it is like all odds are against them. The doctor's just like, well, I'm going to waltz in here and just do this because you didn't know that I knew this information. And like, which is so much fun. And one of the best things about the show is a little convenient. James Bond has moments of this Mm -hmm. where, and I would say it's mostly more the Daniel Craig, James Bond, where James Bond really feels tortured by the things that happen. I mean, you watch, um, Spectre, and it's sort of like James Bond, it's the fallout of what's happened before. And with M's death and everything that happened, yeah, it was very hard on the Daniel Craig James Bond. Yeah, But the former James Bonds didn't show, uh, they were much more siloed off films. Yeah. Right? They and, were. And they were much more like, you know, it's going against James Bond, but they were far more sexist. <laughs> far, yeah, way right? more sexist. A lot of, a lot of female characters, a lot of women that are essentially just used as plot devices for their body or to be traitors. Uh, a lot of terrible tropes. It is from a certain era, so there's you have to like think about that they exist during that time. Right, right. But it, it's also like James Bond is the spy. Yeah. I, I personally think the new Mission Impossible movies are better. I actually like them maybe more than any of the James Bond stuff. Yeah, I do too. But none of that would happen without, without James, James Bond. Bond. Yeah. Right. And James Bond movies are are similar to Doctor Who in that they all have these sort of cartoony villains, these like crazy contraptions, uh, weird sets of characters that are always sort of really fun and strange, a lot of interesting side characters. And they're all kind of a mystery. They're all a little bit like uh, sort of a Sherlock Holmes detective kind of a story where they have to find a solution that's interesting. But James Bond has a lot more action in it than a Doctor Who. So I wouldn't completely discount uh, James Bond. Doctor Who is one of the largest and most prolific fictional characters of all time. It's, it's kind of unfair because the Doctor like 50 years. and the Doctor as a character is now over a thousand years old. Way, 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 way older. Way than, older. Yeah, the final. So I don't know if this counts, but it should count because the final Doctor. Yeah. Uh, the the former Doctor, one of its final episodes, gets trapped inside like this sort of like locket. And gets put into his own pocket universe. Yeah, that and has was... to break out, and he spends, I think, oh like God. millions of years there. Because every time, because he wakes up, he goes through, solves a mystery. He, he Paul, he has to punch the. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a wall of diamond. Yeah, yeah, right. Like he's basically existed enough times to eventually wear through this crystalline wall to get to the TARDIS. He died over and over and over again. It's infinite almost times yeah that is one of the most impressive things i've ever seen in a fictional series which also in many ways ages him like beyond <laughs> the possibility of <laughs> of cons- like even comprehension yeah exactly right? yeah that which was is a amazing. great episode i, I liked amazing. that a lot i know some people didn't like the end of clara's story but i liked it um, here's a here's a fun thing and these are two characters we should really think about who could who would beat each other in a fight the doctor is so clever and will very, but does sometimes lose. Will very rarely lose, but does sometimes lose. Yeah. And the doctor hates guns. You know what James Bond loves? Loves guns. Loves guns. James Bond loves guns. I think. Oh man, this is tough. If, but the doctor's so dangerous, so dangerous, and like, but it's it's not like the in your face shoot bang bang. It's like this cunning like he's like ten, there are five steps. 10 steps ahead yeah. of you kind of a thing. But James Bond wouldn't give you a chance to talk. A lot of times the doctor like that talks their way out of things. But James Bond would be like, 
I know my mission. <laughs> you know. All right, I have a really weird thing. What's that? Do you think if the current doctor met James Bond, that James Bond might be able to be fooled because he's a man and she's a woman, and that <laughs> like she would be able to undermine him because James Bond always falls for the girl. Yeah. Always falls for the girl. Yeah. Right? Right. At least I'd say she could easily trick every former James Bond and for get sure. them into a vulnerable state. Maybe the Daniel Craig is modern enough that he'd be like a little... But I bet she could get beyond all of them. Now, I'd say none of his gadgets would be useful against her because she because has Because she the has the sonic screwdriver. She could just like blow it up. Right. Just, just make, like, make it, it stop, stop working. Yeah. The guns, though. The guns I, are tough. Yeah. Guns are tough. Like, she has lost people to weapons. Doctor Who has lost those battles. Um, doesn't want to use a gun either. Yeah. Doesn't also want to kill anyone. Like, the doctor's less worried about the doctor's own life than they are other people's lives. Yeah. So, like, if James Bond were going to kill a bunch of other people, the doctor would probably stop James Bond. But if it was just James Bond versus the doctor, the doctor would, I almost feel like, try to reason with James Bond up until possibly their own demise. I don't know if they'd be able to beat him because I it feels almost like the opposite of what the doctor would like I don't know if they would fight I don't know if they would fight either it'd be like a chess game you know what I mean they're both pretty smart now could James Bond kill a doctor because the doctor could just regenerate I was only thinking that <laughs> and if you're if you're around like regeneration um isn't that like super dangerous it's super dangerous so it's like almost like a self-destruct on like a Voltorb or Electrode you know yeah so it's it's a bit of a draw yeah I feel like the doctor would almost refuse to fight and would probably just like pull out her sonic paper, her psychic paper, and, and just like, be say, like, I'm oh, a- no, MI6. Yeah, MI6 right here. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. Disarm James Bond and then tie him up. So it there would not be a fight to the death for certain, but... I think I honestly think it would go to the doctor. Yeah. As I, I'm discussing it, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the doctor's like too. had like destroyed like a whole thing of Daleks, you know what I mean? I'm like... Like, get them, like, tricks them, are so cunning, and tricks them to, like, hurt themselves. <laughs> Gosh, I actually feel really bad for James Bond right now because he's such a great character. He's so important, so iconic. Yeah. And this is, like, this is a matchup I would not have expected in, no. a, in a base round. Um, is there anything else? Like, I mean, we, we often discuss, again, this is similar to Miss Frizzle earlier. If you ask me who I'd rather hang out with, I'd much rather go on the TARDIS. Oh, yeah. Like, look. Aston Martins are cool, or what does he drive? Is it Aston I Martin? I, I'm so bad with cars. Dude. I if think there's he drives, anything with like that you should go to know about. I think me, he drives I, an Aston Martin. Pretty sure that's James. I'm like, Bond's oh, that's car. a that's a car. Um, that's just a car. <laughs> love Pierce Brosnan. Mama Mia is great. Don't get me wrong. Stuff's <laughs> awesome. But like, come on, give yeah. me any, give me any well, of the doctors. Well, like, and in terms of like 10 influence, thirteen. In terms of influence, man, they're both pretty influential. I, it, I think it's hard yes. to compare them. Yes. Influ- influence, uh, iconicness, like, I don't, they're both. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with Doctor Who, I, I, you should be, you should watch at least some of it. It is the longest running, <laughs> like, fictional show ever, probably, other and than maybe a, some as an educational cre- show. Yes. You know? Yes. And they are still educational. They're still they, now, yeah. They did an episode on Rosa Parks this year that was amazing. They did yeah. an episode on, um, the split between Pakistan and India this year, which yeah. is wonderful. Like they do a lot of great stuff yeah. on that show. It's very educational, very prescient, often great moral uh, stories and values in every episode. And yet it's like sci-fi. It's about space, time travel, aliens, everything. Yeah. I love it. 
What happens? What do they? They retire the agents. How does that work? I don't know. You don't get I, burned, not, right? It's not. No, that's like no, no, a, no, an American no. thing. Yeah. If you're like CIA, you get burned. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't get that. I don't know, man. Even I'm thinking about I'm trying to think of different scenarios. Like, who would be my lawyer? I would go to the doctor. Who would be? Oh like, God, yes. You know what I mean? Like, there's just. I just feel like it's so. Like, it's, if I needed like someone to do something like under the radar, yeah. you know, like if I needed to get revenge. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> on yeah. someone, I, I call James, James Bond. Bond. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but any Anything normal day to day things, I would hang out with a doctor. Man. Yeah, like if we I mean needed... that's why the doctor gets companions because the doctor's so compelling and so open and so friendly and yes, you know, so smart. If we needed a third co-host, I'd want the doctor. The doctor knows so many interesting people. They'd be able to argue for all these characters. They'd be like, "Oh, I knew the creator of oh, that." Yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we once we once got coffee. You wouldn't believe they're actually an alien. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go with the doctor. Man. Oh, I'm this sorry. is gonna be. People are not gonna be happy about I know, this one. I know it's such, but the doctor is such a great character. Uh, so actually, this is a good point to bring up. So now that the since we pre-recorded all of the first weeks, yeah, and we did them during that that launch period, we actually picked, as you saw in our bonus episode, our losers to come back for the possibility to get back in the bucket. What we're gonna do now is after the episode airs the following week, there'll be a poll for you mm-hmm. to go and vote on the loser from the episode that you want to come back. So if you really think James Bond deserves to come back, because I think we're about to call it. I think so <laughs> too. Dr. Hill. And I think James Bond has a great chance against literally yes. anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, oh, really. I, I could not believe that last week. So if, uh, I guess I'm, I'm ready to make it official. You want to make, make it official? official. I'm going to, I'm just going to say, sorry, James Bond, but, uh, you know, it looks like uh, you just got burned. Oh, man. You had both of the losers on your side I today. I did have both the losers Pink, on my side. Pink did not do well today. No. Um, no, that's, that's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you really feel James Bond, please go to our Twitter at UFC Pod. We'll have a poll up there. Um, the polls will go up every following episode. Same with on yep. our website. There's a page for the brackets. If you want to look at all the brackets, see what the standings are. Those are going to always update the next time an episode comes out because we don't want to have spoilers we don't want to accidentally reveal who won this week's episode with a poll or with anything else so the polls will always be one week delayed so you can help us by picking which character gets to come back yeah exactly so yeah um okay here we go miss frizzle and dr who okay Awesome. This is our final matchup for this day. This for is today. tough, man. This is They're both great <laughs> characters. They're both amazing. But we even brought it up earlier. We brought it up earlier that Miss Frizzle has a lot of Doctor Who characteristics. That, like there's a like all-knowing knowledge, always teaching people, uh, has a, 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 a vehicle that can, you know, ch- like transfer, uh, the charge can't transform, but. Uh, but like it can, it's a magical vehicle. Basically, the TARDIS can transform. It's broken. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's, it's broken. Stuck. It's stuck as a yes. uh, police box. It's broken. Yeah. But it can go underwater anyway. It doesn't need to. As yeah. a force field. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I forgot. Yeah. It can. It, that's. It's, it's a it broken just, TARDIS. Yeah. You could just go walk outside. It, but yeah, it's broken. Which I love. Like you can't fix that. Come yeah. on. <laughs> so they're both so. These are like. There's so much influence from the Doctor in Miss mm-hmm. Frizzle, dude. Mm-hmm. It's. It's fascinating I, which i didn't think about until we started talking about this today so let's talk similarities as you just did mm-hmm. let's just make a couple bullet points here the current doctor also great role model for women yeah just like miss trestle so yeah. that's awesome both educational yep both love to go on adventures yeah both tell people to ask questions 
all about critical thinking, problem solving. Yeah. A lot going on there. But what's different? What's different about these two? Because Miss Frizzle, the danger she brings you on is very controlled, whereas the doctor is one of the most chaotic characters <laughs> in all of fiction. If you yeah. ask me what like some of the, the most... Like she is like a hurricane in your life if she enters oh, it. Oh, that's shit. not necessarily a bad thing. That's but true. It is true. But like, think of all the companions that like she's left the companion like in a not better spot than they were. Oh man, you know that's I mean? true. You go on the magic school bus. There's not like you know you're, you're not going to see your mom and <laughs> yeah, yeah. pick you up in the in the drop off zone. Yeah. <laughs> no kids have not returned home from school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just Ooh. thinking about it. Let's see. Uh, Rose trapped in an alternate reality. Yeah. Um, what happens to Martha? Martha's, Martha's cool, okay. right? Martha's She's the good. Only one who's like, yeah. Cool. Martha and what was Rose's former boyfriend? Because I think Martha and him uh, like get uh, together. Mickey. Was it Mickey? Yes. Yeah. It was either Ricky or Mickey. Was it? Was it Mickey? Was me? Or was Mickey? Yeah. Was, was it Mickey? Is Ricky or Mickey? Because I think the doctor would also use the wrong name all the time on purpose. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so okay. So yeah, those two. Um, John Barrowman's character. Uh, became a giant face? Yeah, he becomes giant face. <laughs> uh, uh, freaking, what? Donna forgot. Donna Donna, Donna tur- like, turns into part doctor, yep. which is too much for her human body. So she has to have her entire experience wiped from her. So she goes back to her miserable, depressive life that she was never happy in. Yeah. And doesn't get to remember so any sad. of her adventure. It's so sad. It's so sad. Uh, Craig. 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 Was, uh, yeah, he's the... Uh, d- uh, James Corden's character who has been on like oh a couple Oh my god, episodes. I totally forgot that uh, even yeah. happened. Yeah, that guy was just trying to raise a baby and then <laughs> almost turned to, gets turned into a Cyberman and stuff. Uh. <laughs> I completely forgot that that was a plot line. Yeah. Holy. And then you have uh, both, um, you have the, the couple Yeah. from Matt Smith. Oh my goodness. Uh, Karen Gilliam's yeah, character. Uh, um, Amy Pond and Rory. Yes, so yeah. the Ponds. The Ponds both... They are, deceased. They, they are deceased because they ended up uh, getting, you know, got in by the sweet weeping angels and yeah. end up li- just living their life through, like, it was like the 1800s to whenever they died. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is fine. Like, they did get to live out their lives and die of old age, but at the same time, it's... Uh, I think the, the moral of the story yeah. <laughs> is that the doctor kind of leaves their, com- uh, their companion in... Uh, not great situations. But the problem with it is the companions always know the risk going in and they make that choice because they also realize once they've spent time with the doctor and the universe has opened up to them, they realize there's no going back to a normal life because everything feels so Ooh. much less interesting. And so the doctor, like Miss Frizzle, can you imagine going to another class you never see these students after they get a year older. You know how much school's going to suck when you don't have Miss Frizzle anymore? Oh, that's a good point. You are going to be so bored. Yeah. Like, I bet kids are purposely like trying to fail so they can get left behind. So they both kind of suffer that complex of like, you know, I've seen so much, so I can't like what do I do with my life now? I you know, I Once you unlock the secret to the universe a normal everyday life is pointless to you. Yeah, you realize, man, Twitch, this is dumb. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like, like Pokemon's still cool, but it's not real. Yeah, well, like on another planet, there's probably Pokemon. Oh, Matt, we got to build that spaceship. We got to go. We got to go. <laughs> go find that Pokemon planet. <laughs> uh, sorry, we are shutting down the show. I'm going to build a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, these two are so similar. 
They actually shockingly are. Like more so than like it's like we've soccer over. We've seen we've seen the bad effects the doctor can have, but again, like all of but those all characters the, and like were along for the ride. And all the good that the doctors done. Yes. Yes. After over a thousand yes. years of helping people and you yes. know and and saving like the doctor shows up where the doctor's needed, you know what I mean? Uh so I think there's going to be some casualties in that. Yeah, risks their life all the time. And all the time. I would I would rather hang out with the doctor. Well, the doctor's like higher learning, right? Miss yeah. Frizzle's like elementary, elementary school. Yeah. You graduate to Doctor Who. Yeah. Right? Miss, Miss, the doctor's like if you're going for your, your master's. Yeah. Oh, that's... <laughs> it's your man. master's in adventure with Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, this is a tough one, Christian. Okay, well... This is tough, man. If we go back to like earlier with them, you know... Which which is stronger? Doctor Who is stronger than Mrs. Frizzle because Doctor Who can just disable the magic school bus. Yeah, the Doctor's like like it's yeah. like ten steps ahead. Yeah, and also the Doctor can like just use the psychic paper be like, oh, you're you're the superintendent. Sorry, uh, you're fired. Okay, no more Miss Frizzle. Sorry. <laughs> she's too she's stuck trying to get a job in this yeah. environment. Yeah. Um, you know, I think what it comes down to is like you said, I think. Miss Frizzle is like was great for a certain age, but then the doctor is like all ages. Yeah, if you love the Magic School Bus and you haven't watched Doctor Who, you should start. If you love Doctor Who and you never watched the Magic School Bus, you should also go watch that too. That's a, it's a great show. Um both educational. Both very educational. Both oh man. I, I and I'm having trouble thinking of any other scenarios that would would make it different. Well, I'm trying you know what's interesting about this? Uh, that that's a good comparison here is if you just think about the core concepts of the characters the originality of there being a teacher whose magic is very fun and there are very few instances of that in fiction and the originality of this alien who's come to earth but is befriending people it's also a doctor who is probably one of the first ever actually yeah because all aliens are typically invaders they're outsiders they're shown as enemies whereas the doctor is here to sort of help and to teach and to learn. And that's a very, that came in the sixties, man. Yeah. That's a great yeah. point you brought up. Yep. That is a great, and there's a lot of influence mm-hmm. from the doctor in Miss Frizzle. Yeah, that's true. I feel like as fun and special as Miss Frizzle is, she doesn't, uh, she hasn't pushed a narrative forward in the way that the doctor has. I think the doctor has offered up more to the world as a unique character than Miss Frizzle has. Because I think Miss Frizzle is, in many ways, a simplified version of oh, the doctor. doctor. It's like, well, we're going to take this idea of these magical adventures that you go on, and you're guided by this mysterious person who has this wealth of knowledge, and they're going to teach you something like the doctor does, but we're going to make it very much about the earth. Yeah. And we're going to make the ideas very simple, very core concepts so that we can apply to children. Mm-hmm. Whereas the doctor doesn't limit you like that and doctor who was also made for like younger people it's meant to be educational the doctor doesn't necessarily dumb it down much not to say that miss frizzle does but it is very simplified whereas the doctor deals on on these more uh more it's like it's like yeah it's both like historical and educational and like a sign you know like 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 in a in a school yeah like in a curriculum but it's also morals and life things that like you wouldn't get i don't think of a lot. Yeah. It's it's very much about inequality. Yeah. You know, like there's 
things about xenophobia, racism, sexism, homophobia, like any real, even modern day values that are still today uh, challenges for a lot of people are being taught and discussed and provoked by Doctor Who. And the Magic School Bus is as wonderful of a series, really just teaching kids about like, here's where your red blood cell goes, and that's how it gets the oxygen, and then it brings it to your muscles. And yeah. <laughs> like it's it's uh, a really fun concept. Yeah. But well, I think we have a winner. I think and we I do. Think this might have been my favorite discussion. I, think. <laughs> I, I I loved our discussion, and I think we have a winner. This was also, I think, one of the hardest ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Miss Frizzle, I love you, but I think you're gonna have to go to the bucket because this one's going to the doctor. Wow, that I really this we, we this gave Miss Frizzle might an be F. my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that conversation, man. Yeah, um, that was a, really good. What a crazy breakdown. That was fun. That was a tough. And like I said, guys, th- this is all luck of the draw. These matchups, we're literally pulling them out of the bucket. You're seeing it right here as we pull them out of the bucket. So it's unfortunate some of these matchups, and it's going to be hard decisions. But that's that's what we got to do to find out who the ultimate fictional character is. And as we said, some of these characters have the opportunity to return. Uh, I was also, Matt and I were discussing, we'll probably halfway through the season maybe have like a mid-season bonus episode for everyone where maybe if you want, if, you know, depending, if you think we got things wrong or you have suggestions about how we're doing things or corrections for us, send us that and we'll do some sort of mid-season, like, episode where we can discuss those things, how we're going to make possible changes moving forward. So we do want this show to be as strong as possible. And if we did get anything really wrong that we think would have changed the outcome of an argument, then regardless of if they got voted in to come back, then we will make that change and give them a second chance. We'll re-enter them. But we have to make sure, like, we'll we'll look at any real information you send us mm-hmm. and, and talk about that stuff. But we have a, a very fun surprise for next week. We do. We have a very fun surprise for next week. Because it's the, it's the holiday season. Yeah, and there's a lot of really interesting holiday characters out there. And it would be silly of us to not include them, but also strange to talk about some of the holiday characters out of season. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. so we thought we'd do a little fun... Uh, little fun episode a little holiday special ufc pod holiday special where we're trying to see out of this bucket this and, little bucket and they're still in the tournament like these mm-hmm. this is the fourth round but it's better than having like santa claus pop up in may yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so let's go ahead and let's go ahead and pull our matchup for the holiday episode yeah i'm very excited this is this is gonna be cool so here we go i'm gonna pull, pull i'll pull two yeah and then you pull two all right our first matchup for the next episode is the Wet Bandits, the Wet Bandits, which we count them as one character. Yeah, we're counting them as one character because you don't get Marv. Like you, they, yeah. they're, you don't have one. You have both. Yeah, exactly. Uh, versus Ralphie Parker from A Christmas Story. Okay. Which well, is, ooh, that's great. I love Ralphie. We also have Krampus. <laughs> oh, my God. If you're not familiar with Krampus, before next week, you should get on Google. Yeah. <laughs> versus Kevin McAllister from Home serious? Alone. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow, that's a solid matchup right there. All right. Cool. So this is going to be our next episode for our holiday special, everyone. Yeah. Um, 
Guys, thank you for all of your support. We can't thank you enough. It's so, it's not possible without you. So thank you for everything. I really, really mean that. And all of your feedback and for all of your tweets and stuff like that. Keep that engagement up with us. We love hearing from you. We love talking to you. So let us know your thoughts, um, your shout outs, whatever, um, at, 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 on Twitter, at UFC Pod. And uh, make sure to leave us a review on uh, iTunes. We yeah. really appreciate it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's on there. If you go to our Twitter account, um, you can watch these on YouTube. Because if you're listening now, we are recording them on video as well. So uh, if people are watching it, then we're going to keep continuing to always record them. Uh, I just think it's more engaging to yeah, do it this I think way. So too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, please write a review. It's the biggest thing you can do for us is yeah. to go write that review. That is super helpful. Matt. If they want to talk to you specifically, how can they do oh, that? Oh, yeah, it's new now. It's I changed new. it. So, guys, if you want to uh, speak to me, talk to me on all the socials across the platforms, uh, you can uh, tweet at me at the Matt Acevedo, A-C-E-V-E-D-O, um, and that's my new handle. I, I made a big change. It was, like, kind of weird. <laughs> I did I did the same thing last year. I yeah. went from tweet Humes to I'm now at Christian underscore Humes on Twitter and Instagram, and we're at UFC Pod. Yeah, exactly. So, guys, thank you so much for another exciting episode of UFC Pod. Uh, Come back next week as we continue our search to find who is the ultimate fictional character. Stay on the hunt.